our study on tonight show God some gratitude by being thankful. Come on, somebody. Show God some gratitude by being thankful. What a special time of the year to show God your gratitude of thanksgiving for all he has done for you just this year. Come on, somebody. Uh, we could have took out a running behind that. Why? Because God done did some great things for us this year. Come on, somebody. He done kept us up on top of the ground. Didn't nobody uh, sing loud and walk slow for us. Come on now. Amen. We didn't have to have six folks to take us to the graveyard. Amen. But we ought to be thankful. You are still here to tell him thank you, Lord, for your love and your kindness. Come on now. Thankful is being filled with gratitude in depth, in obligated, and beholden. It becomes with expressions of gratitude and relief, appreciating what someone has done for you. You know, it would be a sad thing if somebody come to your rescue, you, you need a little of this and you need maybe a little of that. And they come to your rescue and you can't tell them thank you? Come on now. You make them feel like uh, I owe you something? Come on now. God don't owe us nothing. Huh? If he don't do another thing for you, he done already done enough. You just didn't appreciate what he had already done. That's why you keep your hand out looking for more. Oh, help me somebody. Well, it seems like we can show gratitude and appreciation to somebody but the right one. It's the almighty God through Jesus Christ that we ought to be showing some appreciation for. Amen. He can put somebody on your heart to come and give you a blessing and you'll give them more appreciation than they give God for putting it on their mind. You need to get in the habit of just thanking God for being God, for his love and kindness and his tender mercy. You thank God for long suffering because guess what? He done suffer long with us. You ought to thank him for his long suffering with you to change bad habits and what? Nasty ways. Woo, we had some stuff that God had. And look how much time it took God to get that nasty ways out of to get that them habits out of It took God a long time. We could have been dead and sleeping in our grave, caught in the midst of it, and would have went straight to the grave on our way to hell. But God kept us on top of the ground. God kept us giving us another chance. God kept us trying to revert us. God kept us trying to change our minds. Thank God for his grace. 
that you didn't deserve. But he gives it to you daily. Your alarm clock didn't get you up this morning. It was grace that reported for duty. It was grace that woke you up. It was grace that gave you an opportunity to see this day. You thank God for his grace. The grace of God that brings salvation had appeared to all men. Nobody going to be able to accuse God of not having an opportunity for salvation. Because grace going to report to everybody. Those that reject and them that accept. Them that have excuses and them that don't have excuses. Grace going to stop by everybody's house and give them an opportunity to be saved. Because guess what? It's not going to make God word out of a lie. Bring salvation had appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodly and worldly lust, we should live soberly. Stop walking around like you're drunk. Stop walking around like you're not aware of what's going on. You know, when you get full of it, you ain't aware of your surroundings. You just fumble through. It is, you know, y'all say, it is what it is. Soberly and righteous and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That means that grace still here that we can get some work done on ourselves. We got to get the work done on ourselves before his appearance. We got to get some righteousness in us before he show up. We got to get some godliness in us before he show up. Come on now. Grace is defined as God unmerited favor. Something you received but did not earn. Did not deserve. Was not worthy. Anybody in here think they were worthy when God saved them? Come on somebody. He drugged us from the uttermost. Come on somebody. He drugged us clean, smooth, out of privacy. Out of the ghetto, so to speak. Come on now. Come on now. When God found you, you wasn't fit for nothing. You wasn't fit for nothing. You didn't know nothing. Because of the love for man who God made after his image and after his likeness, God found in his heart to give you the best that he had and that was Jesus Christ. Amen. He didn't spare the best. He gave you the best. Come on, somebody. And the best that God gave, guess what? It's still the best. Come on, somebody. You need to learn how to thank God for his amazing grace. <laughs> Since I couldn't sing, I tried to put down a few notes of the song. Huh? 
I ain't no claim I can say, Bernard, but I can put a pen to it. The songwriter said, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. You got to make sure that you understand and confess who you really are. Amen. Don't be thinking that when God saved you, he saved the best of the crops. God saved the worst of the crops. I was once, I once was lost, but now I'm found. You got to stay found. Everybody in here was lost. On their way to hell. On the train going fast. Come on, somebody. And God had to pull a hook on the train to get you off. I don't know how he came to love me so. But he looked beyond my faults and saw my need. He knew what we was in need of. He knew all about our faults before we even confessed them. But he looked past that and saw what we really needed. We needed Jesus. Amen. I would ever keep my eyes on Calvary, where my Lord hung and died for me. But you know what? We done lost focus. We done stopped looking to Calvary. We done started back to looking at self. Amen. It's now we done, we, done, we done went back to what self want. What self want to do. What self got going on. But nobody is looking at what God got going on. It was the cross that got you here. It's going to take the cross to take you there. How marvelous. The grace that cut my falling soul. Huh? We were falling. You might not realize it, but you were falling fast. You didn't know what the next day was going to bring. You didn't know whether you was going to live or die. Come on, somebody. But grace caught your falling soul. He looked beyond your faults. And guess what? And he saw your needs. That's enough to give God thanks. Come on, somebody. That's enough to appreciate God right there. Come on now. If you ain't got but one pair of shoes, you still got enough to say, God, I thank you. Amen. So look at the love of God. He gave you the activities of your limbs. All of your parts in working order. It's a, it, and it is good to give thanks to the Lord for his goodness toward you and your family. It's good to give thanks for his mercy toward you. It is a fact. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Because his compassion faileth not. Wow. God's compassion don't fail. Our compassion is here today and then fail tomorrow. Come on, somebody. 
We got love in us today and hell raises tomorrow. Just depending on what side of the bed we got up on. And don't know what we got hell in us for. But we be looking for a reason. Come on now. But we don't look for a reason to give God thanks. That's the part we ought to be doing. We ought to wake up every day looking for a reason to give God some thanks. Come on, somebody. Well, it's good to give thanks. Huh? They are, and it said, because his compassion failing not, they are renewed. Every morning, good God Almighty, every morning you get some new grace. Not old grace, your grace is brand new every morning. Amen. But we are failing to give God his glory because of what we think we don't have. Baby, you got the best of all things when you got Jesus Christ. Huh? Because great is his faithfulness. Whatever you need, he's faithful to make sure you get it. Mercy is a love that responds to human need in an unexpected or unmerited way. You did not deserve it, nor did anything to earn it. But God gave it. Wow. It's bad when somebody gives you something and you can't show them no appreciation. It's bad when God done done what all he done done for us and we can't, and, and, and we can't even muscle up a worship service for it. You ought, to, you, ought, you, ought to, you ought to take advantage of the days that you have to worship God and worship God to your fullest. Come on now. Why? Because he has done too much for you not to worship him. It's bad, you know, when, when people get, when people get uh, more credence to Satan than they do to God to save them. Amen. Regardless of whether we do it out of ignorance, you do it. We need to thank God for grace that brought us salvation to deliver us from harm, ruin, and loss of our souls at the hand of our enemy. The devil come to destroy you. Come on now. He come to destroy us, but we always bend to his plan. Wow. The worst thing, the thing that's bad for us, that's the thing we cleave to. But we fail to cleave to God. Why? Because we like the appetite of the flesh. And the devil knows how to get your flesh attention. God's salvation delivered us from sin and its consequences. God's salvation brings us redemption through his amazing grace 
because of his love and kindness which was paid in full at the price of the life of Jesus Christ. We need to thank God for his plan of salvation. We might not have fully understood what God was doing, but God had a plan. And God's plan at all costs was to save your soul. Look at God's breakthrough. Our, uh, God broke us out of, uh, gave us freedom. God gave us physical and spiritual freedom. He gave us a break. God moved us from being ditch diggers, cotton pickers. <laughs> y'all, some of y'all remember them days, do you? Huh? He removed you from being dishwashers. Lord have mercy. Housekeepers. Huh? Moved us to being managers. Machine operators. Come on now. Store owners. Business owners. Doctors and nurses. Lawyers and judges. And you ain't got nothing to thank God for. All the odds were stacked up against your skin color. But God broke the Christ. Huh? He broke the curse that had you bound. Come on now. You better look back on the days that you didn't have two pennies to rub together. Come on now. And God broke you out of poverty. Huh? And not only that, and all the way to the White House. He gave us a president of these United States of America where the odds was against. And you ain't got nothing to thank God for. Come on now. You ain't told me no more. Y'all didn't get that one, did you? Huh? Come on now. They not cutting your toes off to keep you from running. Somebody. 
Somebody talk to me. Amen. God, God even moved some of us out to California. Sunshine State. Ain't that man? <laughs> Let's go to Romans chapter 5. Romans 5, verses 6 through 9. Are we there? Get a good grip on this one. Let's read verse 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the... We didn't have no strength to resist the enemy for doing anything in our life. Had us on a string, dangling us, and we did exactly what he wanted us to do. Amen. To the point that some of the stuff he had us to do, after it was all said and done, we were just as ashamed as we could be. But guess what? When he told you to go back and do it again, you went back and did it again. But why? Because you had no strength. Amen. And while you were without strength, God had a plan that Christ died for the ungodly. Seventh verse said, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet preadventure for a good man, some would even die to die. Guess what? If you go, I'm going to say, you think you ain't good? What I'm dying for him for? Huh? Then he said, scarcely for a righteous man will one die. You ain't ready to die for nobody. Huh? But now that thought them too, deuce, I see you don't want to be you. But I can't die for you. You know what they'll tell you then, Bernard? I'll pray for you on the way out. Come on now. But they're not going to be willing to die for you. Now it is an extraordinary thing for one to give his life for you. It was extraordinary what Jesus did. Come on somebody. Even being God, but wrapped up in the flesh, his flesh did not want to go to the cross. But then when he put his flesh in check, he said to himself, but not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. You better thank him for doing the will of God. Amen. And you ain't got nothing to thank God for? That somebody died in your state? Eight verses. But God commended his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. 
So don't you come in here thinking that God got the queen, the, the, the cream of the crop. Huh? Amen. Don't, don't, don't you come in here thinking like, like when God got you, he got himself something. Huh? God pulled a rotten fruit off the tree and reformed it. Because we were rotten to the core. But because of his magnificent power and his grace and mercy, he took that which was rotten and made it live. Ninth verse says, Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath. Huh? Now we're going to be saved from the wrath of God? Oh, you ought to break out in a shout then. That he going to save me from God punishing me? You ought to break out in a prayer. He going to save me from going to hell? He going to justify my state? Although I was guilty, but he going to justify my state? Wow. Church, it's time for us to crank it up a notch. Amen. Jesus did not die merely for our benefits, but in our place. We were weak and helpless because we could do nothing on our own to save ourselves. Anybody in here was able to save themselves? Anybody in there had any information on how to save themselves before they came to Christ? Come on now. Only thing we know how to save Lamar with our bad habits. And we took them under and we kept them close. Amen. We need someone to rescue us from this body of death. Not only did Christ come a good, at a good time in history, but he also, Jesus came at the right time according to God's own schedule. He came on time. You know, we always say God is an on time God. Jesus came on time. He wasn't late. He wasn't before time. He came at the scheduled time that God had, had put in plan. Amen. Listen to this amazing word that was spoken in the scripture. While we were yet sinners. Good God Almighty. You know what? When you look at somebody that you think don't deserve to be in the church or don't deserve God's salvation and his mercy and his grace, look back at you and say, while I was yet a sinner, God died for me. Come on, somebody. That ought to be enough for you to encourage somebody else that, man, God died for you just like he did for me. Christ died for us not because we were good, but because of his love for mankind. When you get to feeling uncertain about God's love for you, remember, he loved you when you were a rebel. 
He loved you when you didn't love yourself. Come on now. He had to save us from ourselves in order to get us here. Because ourself was a mess. Amen. Ourself was about to cause us to OD, come a, uh, come a alcoholic, drug addict. Ourself was about to cause us to almost go to robbing. Come on now. Because if we couldn't get what we needed, come on now, we were going to get it some kind of way if we had to take it from somebody. Look what God saved you from. He saved you from somebody putting a bullet in your head because guess what? You're trying to take their stuff. Come on now. And train, and train you how to keep your own stuff. Good God Almighty. Now he didn't only just save you, he took you to school. Wow. Now you done got so when God trying to teach you now, you know more than God knows. You can't listen to what God got to say. You better shake yourself. Come on now. Uh, go to Luke chapter 4 right quick. Man, I don't know how to quote that that Pastor B saying, boy, but I can hear him saying it in my ear. When I look back down the hill, when I look back down the road where I laid that heavy load, I get a thrill when I look down the hill. Isn't that the way it go, Pastor? <laughs> You ought to get a thrill what God has done for you. Come on, somebody. You ought to get the glass glance that God thought enough to save you. Come on now. To save you and give you a new name. Come on, somebody. That they don't, they don't recognize you by your street name no more. Huh? Yes, Lord. Luke 4, verses 18 through 19. Look, look at the mercy of God in this. Let's read that. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of God had Jesus stood up and said God has anointed me he has anointed me to preach the good news huh? I don't know why we think the gospel is bad news I don't know why we think God, the gospel is a cage. Come on now. The gospel came to free you. You was already in a cage. You just didn't realize it. Come on now. The devil had you bound up, locked down, and Jesus said, I come to free you. Amen. And not only that, he came to heal us 
came to mend broken hearts. He came to deliver us out of captivity. Boy, we was captured. Come on, somebody. We was in captivity and we didn't even know which way to go. We didn't know how to get out. Come on now. Amen. And the way it looked, we were, we were, we were, we were, we were, we had a life sentence on our back. That we were gonna never, you know how they used to tell you, you ain't gonna never be nothing. Come on now. That was told to you all down through your life. You weren't gonna never amount to nothing. Come on, somebody. Now you can turn around and tell the devil you was a lie. You know, you like, I was a free man now. Isaiah pictured the deliverance of Israel from exile in Babylon as a year of jubilee. Now, here it is, then floated into the New Testament, and guess what? We ought to be having a jubilee behind what Jesus did. Amen. Jesus said, this scripture has been fulfilled in your ear. Good God Almighty. When he read this passage of scripture, he said, now y'all have heard what has come to pass from the prophet Isaiah. Wow. Look how long they waited for that moment. It should have been a shout in the camp. It should have been joy ringing all in the place. Because their salvation has showed up. They deliverer had showed up. They healer was in the building. Come on, somebody. Your Savior is here. Your debt of sin been canceled. <laughs> Come on now. Because the counselor is here. And your deliverance is on sight. Grace had reported for duty. Lord have me. Because grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So grace had to have been reported for duty in the book of, uh, of Luke. And they didn't recognize it. Wow. They started getting puffed up in their mind. Who do he think he is? Amen. Let's go to John Chapter 3, the bag of Luke. Man, when you get to thinking about the grace and the mercy that showed up on your behalf, when you look back on some of the situations that your life was in and God pulled you out, amen. Sixteenth verse says, For God so loved the world that he gave you can stop right there. God gave. Come on, somebody. He gave you his only begotten son. He gave you the best he had. 
Well, nothing and nobody in heaven compared to what God gave you. Good God of mine. You mean to tell me God gave you all the riches and glory? When He gave you Jesus Christ, He gave you everything? Come on now. That whosoever believe in Him, guess what? You didn't have to be a certain race. He, he, he reached out and said, Whosoever believing in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You mean to tell me that he extended this all the way from the nation of Israel, all the way to America, down to Africa. He even extended it to Egypt. He even extended it everywhere that there was a piece of ground on the earth that people stayed God went to the darkest place and he also said whosoever. Wow. So don't think you're going to be the only one to get there. Come on somebody. Can you just imagine I've seen some uh, some, 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 some uh, 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 pictures of some of the, uh, uh, the Africans that got saved Amen. And when they were here, when the preacher was preaching the gospel over there, all the time the preacher was preaching, they were jumping. They never stopped jumping. All the time he was preaching, all they did was jump. Come on, somebody. They were showing appreciation for what God has sent them. Come on, somebody. And some of us, if we had to get you to jump, we'd have to turn the chair over so you wouldn't have nowhere to sit. Come on. Huh? Come on now. Or go behind the chair and, 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 and take something and put it on your leg for you to jump up out that chair. Other than that, you ain't going to do no jumping. Other than that, it's hard for you to get, get a praise out of you. Huh? But God saw fit to bring you to the house. And we ought to have the attitude to say, God, I thank you for inviting me in. Thank you, Lord, for letting me in your house. Ah, oh, now God, in the name of Jesus, let me come into your presence with thanksgiving and praise and worship your holy name. Amen. You might not realize that God doing stuff for you right now while you sitting there that you're not even aware of. Amen. There's some things that are going on that would have brought you some harm or damage or even your life. And God told him, no. When the enemy come in like a flood, God would lift up a standard against it. Come on, somebody. God would lift up a many standards on your behalf. Amen. 17 verse says, For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, 
but that the world through him, God did not come send Jesus here for condemnation. Come on, somebody. He sent him here to save you. He didn't send him to bring sentence against you. Hello, somebody. But he sent him here for your salvation. Wow. Look at all that has constantly rejected the hand of salvation. Look at all that have went to the grave that has rejected salvation. And at some point in their life, they found out about the Lord Jesus Christ. But they didn't have it in their heart to accept him. Wow. What a tragedy. And they left here like Abner. Died like a fool died. Amen. 18 verse says, He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that. So guess what? It is not Christ that condemns you, it's you that condemns yourself. The condemnation comes from you, not accepting him as your Savior. The only way to stay out of being condemned, guess what? You got to stay in the ship. If you don't stay in the ship, guess what? You done already brought condemnation on yourself. Only one that was saved in the boat was Noah and his family because everybody else rejected God and brought condemnation on themselves. Wow. And God didn't have no problem leaving them in the water. Eight souls. Eight souls. While we play Russian roulette with ours, God saved eight souls out of the old world. Look at how many chances in, that we take with our soul. And we don't know what the next day going to bring. You go home tonight, you go home tonight say, come on somebody, because you don't know what's happening tomorrow. Come on now. Because he did not believe in the name of the only begotten of the Son of God. That's holy right there. In the name. Look at how many religious folks or organizations keep rejecting the name of Jesus Christ. They feel that the name of Jesus Christ is not significant to salvation. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ's name is the only way to salvation. Amen. Amen. You got to believe on the name of Jesus. If you ain't got Jesus, you ain't got nothing. Come on now. 
19th verse tells us. This is the condemnation. That light come into the world and men. Oh, that's what the problem is. Folks love where they at versus what God got to offer. Huh? We love that dark stuff. Come on now. And because guess what? If we come to the light, that means that we got to leave the darkness. You can't come into light and still be in dark. You turn the light on, guess what? You're now, you are in the light and everything about you should be showing up. But guess what? When our deeds are dark, we want to stay in the dark. Amen. Ain't that what he said? He said, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Come on, somebody. We don't want to change. Huh? We don't want to leave the old life. We want to have the best of both worlds, but it ain't happening. Come on, somebody. You're going to love one or the other. You're going to love darkness or you're going to love light. Amen. You ain't be running no AP and A around here. God's love is not self-centered. It reached out to the world and draw many to a new life. Wow. You know, I got to thinking about something that when they tried to ridicule Jesus and told him, you saved others. Come down off that cross and save yourself. If Jesus would have stooped to their stupidity, you wouldn't have had salvation today. Because he would have broke the plan of God. Come on, somebody. But he had more wisdom and power to understand the stupidity of the devil. And guess what? That was the plan of the devil. Now you, you up there, now come down. Come on now. But he wasn't stooping to the enemy's plan of him coming off the cross. Guess what? If he had to come off the cross, he really, in that case, he could have kept from going on the cross. You just wouldn't have had no salvation. But he wasn't going to disobey God like we do. For this cause I came into the world. Come on now. It is written in for me to do thy will, O God. He had to do what was written. Man, just think about how much powerful we would be if we did that which is written. Power comes with that which is written. Amen. So, he wasn't self-centered. He drawed and gave us new life because your old life was full of misery. <laughs> I know that's a fact. Huh? You woke up miserable. You went to work miserable. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Everything
everything about your flow turned to be misery. You may, you may have had a minute or two of reprieve, but guess what? The most of your day was in bad shape. Amen. And most of us, by the time we got off and work, we needed to find us a sedative. Huh? To bring us down. Whether or not it was a six-pack, whether or not it was Johnny, come on now. Or a dime matchbox. I know y'all remember them days. Amen. We were miserable and full of unbelief. God showed us love at the highest price he could pay. By giving us his son. Amen. And to believe in his son. To believe and to put our trust and confidence in Christ. Let's look at trust. Trust is a bold confidence. Trust is what we do because of the faith that we have been given by the giver. Trust believes in the promises of God. In all circumstances. Not some of them, but in all circumstances. Even when it don't look favorable, you still got to trust God. Huh? When it don't look favorable, that means that you got your back up against the wall. And guess what? You saying to yourself, God going to bring me out. Come on now. And your confidence causes God. To shift and make a move in your life. Come on now. Then you'll be walking away. Robert, you'll be saying, I know there's a living God. Because he showed up. And when he showed up, he showed out. Amen. Confidence is the feeling of belief that one can rely on God with firm trust. Trust and firm and, and confidence goes together. Amen. You can't trust and not have confidence. Amen. Confidence is the assurance that is grounded in a real experience of God being able to keep you. God is a keeper. Those that keep their minds stayed on him. He will keep you in perfect peace. All hell breaking loose all around you, but there you standing with peace. They wonder what's wrong with you. Come on, somebody. Amen. Because you're not upset and been all out of shape. God keep you all together. Amen. But we got to learn how to let God keep us all together. Huh? Because boy, that flesh will jump up in a minute. Get all out of sort. Huh? Cause us not to do the will of God. Come on now. Go to John chapter 1. Just, bit, bit, just back up a back up a chapter or two, Gentiles. Ten through seventeen. 
10 through 17. Are we there? Let's read, please. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even them that believed on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This is this was he whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by good God Almighty. Uh, when you call on Jesus, you call it on truth. When you call it on Jesus, you call it on grace. You need grace to show up for you. Come on, somebody. And then I, I, I like the part that we said that he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. If he was in the world and he made the world, can he not give you what you need in the world? Since he's the maker, since he's the provider, We just got to show him the confidence. We got to show him the trust. Amen. He came unto his own and his own received him not. They didn't trust him. He's talking about the nation of Israel. They didn't believe he was who he said he was. You got to believe that he is who he say he is. Come on now. But as many as received him, in other words, many as believed that he was who he said he was, guess what he did? To them he gave power uh -oh, to be sons of God. This power is the Holy Ghost. You got to get the power of the Holy Ghost to be a son of God. Come on now. And if your Holy Ghost to stop working, slap it and make it wake up. Because you got to live by it. The only way that it's sleep is because you rocked it to sleep. Uh-oh. Somebody... You either rocked in the sleep or you left it out in the cold. So you need to be on that. Holy Ghost, please wake up. Revive, Holy Ghost. My life depends on it. Come on, somebody. Because I need to be a son. Come on now. Don't take this thing lightly. Your life depends on you being a son. 
He gave them authority. He gave them privileges and rights. Good God Almighty. You mean to tell me you got heaven rights? You got privileges of heaven? Huh? And you can't be thankful about the privileges that God then gave you? You need to shake yourself. Come on now. Everybody ain't got the privileges you got. I don't care how they holler about. I'm blessed and highly favored. Come on now. I hear it too much. But it don't match up. Huh? If you got the favor of God, let it show. Don't talk it. Huh? If you got God's favor, it'll show up. Come on, it'll speak for itself. Come on, somebody. Hey Amen. You ain't got to wave no flag. Man. So he gave you privileges and rights to be, do you know what it is to have rights? To be a, just think. You We were shouting because we had rights to get out of the cotton field. Huh? Hey man, we thought we had it made then. But think about having rights from God. Think about having rights out of glory. Come on, somebody. Think about the rights that God has given you. Wow. Some things that you didn't deserve, he gave. Huh? He removed the old life and dust you off and started you out on a new life. Come on, somebody. And gave you privilege. Listen to this here. He gave you privileges to call heaven anytime. God he gave you privileges that you can call on him at any time. Didn't make no difference what time of day it was. Didn't make no difference what time of night it was. All you had to do was call on Jesus. Yeah. He gave you privileges and right to call on him for other folks. And everybody can't do that. Come on, somebody. Why do you think that they come to you sometimes trying to get you to, 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 to pray to get a hold through to help? Can you pray for me? Because there's something that they know about you that is a possibility. If you do it, I can get an answer from God. Huh? Because you become an intercessor. You intercede for somebody. Everybody don't have that right. Everybody don't have that privilege. So guess what? Your privileges, you ought to wear like a 